Hello and welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, life, and rumors straight from the source. We can be reached at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at theslowridepod. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search The Slow Ride. You can find show notes and more information at theslowridepodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the 38th episode of The Slow Ride Podcast. Gentlemen, we have made it. We had over 300 listens last week. We have changed the category on iTunes, so now when people rate us and rank us and review us, we're going to just shoot up the rankings because we're already in the top 200 of the amateur category, which, little guy, you're the amateur here. I'm the professional. Spencer's the professional. That is why we have moved over to amateur because you're holding us down. I know. I'm really dragging. And little guy, where where are you this week? You're in the diamond state. Is that what Arkansas is? The Diamond State? Isn't it? Isn't it that where you can go to the Diamond National Park and go find some diamonds? There is there is a park with diamonds. Yeah, it's true. It's not called Diamond National Park. I don't remember what it's called. I was going to try to go there maybe um, next week. Um, I'm in Hot Springs Village. Hot Springs? And Just, Spencer is in uh, uh, Dorchester, Massachusetts, I believe. Um, uh, living large. I'm wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. I'm I'm doing a little cat sitting for Marion Pippin over here in in Arlington this uh, this week. Where are the uh, owners? They just live in large. The professional. Uh, they're they're in Austin, Texas, for Cyclocross Nationals or leading up to it. Uh, gonna win a uh, another single speed jersey there for Mo Bruno Roy. Oh yeah, one of Spencer's our non, our favorite non favorite guests on the podcast. Um, we will talk about Cyclocross Nationals. There is a lot to talk about this week. Of course, we can talk about Helen Wyman blowing the top off of gender equality in cycling. We will talk about the Tour Down Under. Actually, let's just talk about Tour Down Under real quick. I don't care. Do any of you care? No, don't care. All right. Moving on. We can Spencer, talk Spencer about – couldn't, couldn't even care to comment. Yeah. We're going to talk no. about TJ Van Garderen no longer being allowed to motor pace with Lance Armstrong, which is great news which is for those super sad. For those of us that love TJ Van Garderen and all he represents for American Cycling's future. Um, We're going to get yeah. hate mail from TJ Van Garderen at some point. It's okay. At some point, TJ Van Garderen will just complain and say, like, well, that's what you guys want. It is exciting cycling. You know, his comments after stage five of the Tour de France last year really hurt me. You um, know, here's I, let's. I got a good segue. Is that I wanted to talk about the race radio ban, and you know who's going to not like the race radio is <laughs> being banned? T.J. Van Garderen because he's a whiner. Well, so of course, little guy, you're talking about the the, the race radio ban, but have you heard the news about the race radio ban for 2015? That all that all that all immediately all the the team managers were like, well, we're just going to ignore that that news, or is there new news? The new news is that U.S. the UCI has already backed down and said. Have they? Will be allowed in 2015. See, look at this. I don't. I don't pay attention to cycling for a couple days. Try to do something else, and I just get. <laughs> it's just depressing. Why did it they is say very that? Depressing. I think they said it because the um they felt T. J. Van Garderen. Uh, yeah, T J. Van Garderen stood up at the front of the uh, of the news of the news Van cycle Garderen. and said. You know, it's of course they said it was all about safety and that there's bigger oh. problems with cycling than race radios. What I find the most there disappointing are. is why don't we just try it in a serious try? Because the stages that they didn't have the race radios at the tour, remember it was like 
the riders led a protest and just rode slow at the front. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I would love to see a season without race radios. And the compromise, yeah. slow ride podcast compromise from Coach Tim is rather than have – let all the riders have a radio, but the radio broadcast that they're getting is from Radio Tour. So it's only yeah. from the officials that say like, hey, watch out for the dog that's on the course ahead or oh, you know, man. sand in did the corner. Everybody, like, Do you know – Pre-race radios, did everybody hit a dog every day or something? <laughs> okay. I mean – I, like, I, I have a race better. radio animal in the road story. Oh, Please. Yeah. Oh, when, when I, you when you okay. I was time board for uh, the Nature Valley Grand Prix for the women's road race, and I had to get a turtle out of the road before the peloton came through, and it was it was really close, you guys. I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna get hit by the speeding peloton, and but did was, they have race? Did they have wait. race radios, or did they just have like 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 all the like they had like radio tour? Cause that, no, did they, they, actually they had a radio tour, and they told us that there was a turtle in the road, and we sped past on the motorcycle and tried to clear the turtle, and I had well, to kick a turtle. Guys. And I mean, the, I kicked him gently, t- but you kicked that the makes turtle. Sense. The tour. Oh, should I, I nudged him. Turtles. I shoved him out of the way. He was going to get killed. How big was the turtle? Probably not actually. But. It was pretty. Yeah, probably not actually. But he was pretty. The turtle, or was it? Was it a was two? It a, was it a two-hand pickup, or was it like you could pick it up with one hand? It was a two-hand pickup. It was yeah. no-hand pickup. He kicked it. He said he just said he kicked it. I, I shoved it. I shoved it with my I foot. you were a vegan. Was this a post-vegan time? Yes. There's a lot of simmering anger. <laughs> but I got a lot of thank yous uh, after the race, um, especially from the uh, Optum ladies who were like, hey, we, was that a turtle that you moved out of the road? Thanks. That was awesome. Wait, you so, didn't get a thank you from your uh, the Swedish superstar? Um, Emily, uh, what was her name? Uh, Fallen. Emma Johansson. Um, no, yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yeah. I tried to pretty. get on the podium. I tried to get my my connections with the podium girls to get me on the podium as a podium boy. When she she actually won that stage. Um, so can we talk briefly about this? I Spencer, I've known you for a while, and I remember going <laughs> to the Nature Valley Grand Prix, and I remember like. I have an innate ability just to strike up a conversation with most people. Most people end up not liking me because of this. But anyway, you were like walking sheepishly past the HTC High Road tent where she was on her trainer in the splendid <laughs> Swedish National Championship kit. And you were like, super rookie. Just like, go say something to her and I'll just like be here. <laughs> and, then, and then like, like you wanted me to be the icebreaker, which I mean, thank you. But it was a uh, pretty hilarious moment. And, of course, I didn't do it because I was also nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, before we move on to uh, talk about uh, maybe some other topics besides uh, – wait, 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 wait. They're actually having about? radios? We never finished this. They're going to have radios They're not having radios. Just... They're not having radios. No radios. Wait, they're not having – that's what I don't want. No, no, I don't no, want sorry, radios. Sorry. sorry. They are having they are radios. Having... There's no radio ban. So, so radios all world tour walks, races walks, again walks. get radios? I'm confused. Yes. Same as last have year? radios. <laughs> Same as last year. Okay. They didn't have them all the time last year. So uh, that's well, what I was trying to clarify. I don't know. Okay. We have no idea. <laughs> Basically, something happened. Some people whined and it got reversed. Okay. There was good. definitely whining. Everything and at the front, <laughs> there was definitely whining. And at the front of the whining was probably TJ Van Garderen. 
Yeah, pretty much <laughs> any 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 writer that that whined about it. I'm gonna have to go back and do research and see who whined, and then remember to never cheer for them ever again. No, so. I'm a big fan of whiners. That's just well, that's true. That, Speaking of that, Timmy, did didn't you do a race this weekend? Oh, I did, gentlemen. I my Criterium debut since 2012. I lasted four laps with the lead group. Um, How many laps were there in the race? Oh, probably a good 15 to 20. It was just a training crate. It was a fun time. Um, I saw some shoving. I saw some uh, yelling at the officials. I was like I never missed it. Tim, were your elbows out? Did you keep your elbows out? Oh, elbows (laughs) out the entire way. I might need – do you guys think I need a bike bike fit? Arrow is everything. Arrow is everything. That's all I have to say about that. Do you know, Tim – uh, Tim, I don't know if you know this, but that that elbows out thing we've been saying to you for years—it's not really true. You shouldn't have your elbows out. <laughs> just, oh, we've really? just been messing with you. We've Did been you messing with pictures? you. Uh, I've, okay. I've seen so many. Tim, so on yeah, uh, get a get Christ- a bike fit. Christmas Eve, we got a sweet review on iTunes from really old punk, and he says, "Fantastic podcast." Fun stuff from fun guys. Thankfully, this show is greater than the sum of its hosts' abilities. They will <laughs> finally reach their breakout moment when they decide to dedicate 15 minutes per episode to all things Fat Bike. Until then, enjoy complete coverage oh, thank you. of the Florida Hill Climb series. Well, thank you, uh, really old punk. You guys should uh, throw a hill climb series. That's brilliant. Oh, you guys, yeah. Let's make this happen. A, okay. We're, Do you have a hill in Gainesville? In Gainesville, there's hills here, gentlemen. It's a couple of overpasses. In yeah. There's a couple of overpasses. There's a couple of 54 second climbs. I have the KOM on oh, a couple of Stravas. Have fun trying to get those jerks. So, um, real quick, the big news is that Team Yellow Flora is no more. No longer is fluorescent going to be a color in the Giro Peloton, as the oh. most doped up still team have in the, the history uh, of cycling BS- is gone. The other one. The other fluorescent team. The NSG the Bar- team or whatever? Yeah, the they're like BS- a green. They're Nar- like a green Nar- they're green and pink, aren't they? Something but like that. Yellow yeah, Flora okay, is anyway. no more. It's now dubbed Team Southeast, led by the legendary Alessandro Pataki, who yes. is old enough to be uh, Adam Meyerson from what uh, – <laughs> <from what>, uh, <laughs> uh, We've we've learned earlier in That's our uh, non-recorded part of the podcast. Wait, will I become Adam Meyerson when I'm forty-two? None of us will become Adam Meyerson, but we won't know until you become forty-two. <sighs> so long to wait. Do you guys remember your first experience with Alessandro Pataki? That was right when we got into watching bike racing, and that was when the Outdoor Life Network showed the Giro d'Italia every stage. Yeah, that was good times. I remember Milan San Remo. I don't really remember watching him pre that, but when he won that, I remember that. Do you remember that, when he was on that good. Fossa Bordalo team and he had those awesome Brico helmets that just had the giant, um, like three holes at the top, like the the wind <laughs> yep. tunnel yep. aspect? Of course, of that I remember him. I still want one of those. Was those that like an arrow great. helmet before arrow helmets? Kind I of. think it was. I think it was arrow before arrow was everything. Uh, they were just ahead of the curve, man. Their sunglasses were way ahead of the curve. Remember those cool ones They're... you got at the weird sale, Spencer? Oh, yeah. Like they the folded the... up. They were yeah. super weird. They were amazing. Uh, yeah, and the Fossa Bordalo kits were way ahead of their time, too. They were really good looking. 
Oh, those were. Some I don't awesome know, man. Maybe candidates. they were the team of the future. They were too, and also they had their doping on point. Frigo, that guy was <laughs> dope. I mean, he wasn't worth anything without drugs, but he was a good rider. <laughs> they had their shit, and Tommy D. I mean, we yeah. all know Tommy D is dirty. He was there, and he didn't do anything, but he rode for them. Hey, what's Team Southeast? Are they? Are they? I mean, are they from the southeast of Italy, or why are they called Team Southeast? I don't know. They're like an Asian uh, metal, like aluminum company or something like that. Much like <laughs> I, wish it was just, I wish it was just Asian metal. <laughs> they're like oh, an so Asian they're... metal band. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. They're, they're opening yeah. for uh... the logo's really so they... sweet. It's hard kind of so hard it's read. it's southeast as in Southeast Asia. Yeah, you know what? One of my favorite things about cycling. So I'm now googling Fossa Bordalo, and the first thing that comes up is actually the team, and it's not the actual store itself so it shows you the power of um yeah of like the whole you know power of a cycling sponsorship like how it just uh, retains yeah, over time so anyways Faso Bordo though is in fact a uh, well it shows you that building if, renovation. You, if you sponsor a team I think it just shows you that if you sponsor a team and then someone on that team gets caught doping, that forever when people search for the name of your company, the first thing that comes up will be the thing you least want them to see. Yeah, so yeah. there's also well, that. So hey, sponsor cycling teams. There, there are teams out there that are going for a different angle for that, though. You know, um, like uh, a different sort of um, legend or uh, – you know, legacy, as it were. Like uh, AG2R, for instance, they hired, I don't know if you saw this, they hired Van Summeren away from uh, the Garmin, <laughs> you know, meltdown. Yeah. I so now they, now they officially have the tallest and the smallest in the, uh, in the Peloton. So Spencer, it's really awesome that you brought this up because I really like the idea that the tallest and the shortest guy are in the Peloton together because it's a guaranteed photo op for the coolest kits in the Peloton. That that, that has to piss off the uh the bike brand though. You know, the the, the focus sponsor. <laughs> they gotta be like, Are you kidding me? We don't make a bike that small or that big. What are how we many, gonna do? How many molds do we That's have to make? Oh god. Josevio does always look like I mean, he's he's on a bike that's too big for him. They yeah, must well, whatever the they smallest don't make bike one. is must be. They don't want yeah. to <laughs> That's a lot of money to be spent. It's worth it. He's a good rider. Well, hey, wait, 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 wait. And, and they've also the got thing. the fattest rider, <laughs> Betancourt. <laughs> yeah, they've kind of. They've kind of make a triangle. Like there's a tall guy on one end of the triangle, and then it gets bigger, and then it and it gets short. What kind of triangle is that? Is that a that's not a lateral triangle? That's more of what an obtuse no. triangle or what's left. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. I am Jake Wells. Listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. This weekend at Cyclocross Nationals in Austin, Texas, the weather is looking to be promising for a mud fest from what I have uh, seen. Uh, last weekend in the final tune-up to Cyclocross Nationals in Dallas, Texas, Zach McDonald takes the win both days. Ryan Trabon, really? Ryan Trabon lost by six seconds, but the bigger news from that whole weekend was Ryan Trabon versus Adam Meyerson on Twitter, and it was the greatest thing in the. It's why the internet was created, that we all got to watch just this little tit for tat back and forth. You don't know if it was for real or not, and it was awesome. What was there a tit for tat about? 
Just go read Twitter. Yeah, just go read I'm Twitter. Not, I'm not going to recount Twitter on this podcast. No, I don't like, want to do that. That you is should like the you should... rock bottom of, of the internet there is listening <laughs> Three guys to podcasts talking about... reading Twitter. So, so we, don't, we don't need to redo it. But get me anyone? out of here. Let's, get, let's talk about other something podcast. exciting like French cycling or something. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Anyways. Or Bearded Wigo. Can we talk about Bearded Wigo? We, we will in a second. That's not Cycle exciting. Cross Nationals. I think about Wiggins is exciting. Who's going to win Cycle Cross Nationals? Oh, oh, nationals. oh. Nationals. Oh. Guys, guys. Are you so excited that Nationals is coming up? I am so pumped. I don't even know who like who's a favorite like i don't know <laughs> i don't even know anything about this sport i'm so pumped for for early february fat bike nationals i, <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> I, I totally I, forgot about fat bike nationals it's gonna be amazing when it's i went to i went to usa cycling to look up the uh schedule for this weekend's cyclocross nationals and then so you go to the national championship tab on the website and then right underneath it it's like fat bike nationals i was like oh i totally forgot well, about yeah that. you know they put it on uh on valentine's day because they were like wow fat bike riders it's not gonna impact them very much ouch so cyclocross nationals beyond the elites i do think that there's some pretty awesome racing that i'm excited about in like the masters categories that Masters 40 to 45 has over like 180 guys registered now. Jesus. And then That's also a lot of guys. Masters That's a lot of expensive bikes. Wait, so. wait, wait. Tim. Tim. I got to ask you this. And <laughs> we might start some controversy here. Yes. I'm are here. you looking are you looking at race predictors and if so, are you looking at cross results or USA cycling? I always look at cross results cuz you know, they they have a little bit more data record than USA cycling, but over the years, rollerderby.com used to have the competition between um cyclocrossresults.com and USA Cycling's predictor oh. and they both uh usually uh USA Cycling looked pretty good. The downside is USA's that USA, USA Cycling results does not take into account foreign it starters. So it does yeah. not take into account Jeremy Powers racing in Europe, yeah. whereas cyclocrossresults.com does. And so you get a better um, standing on yeah. who is going to win between Powers and Page. Yeah, USA, USA Cycling has Page at like finishing 18th or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I is pretty say, funny. So who, I do forget guys, what, who do you guys think what, is going to win? question you just asked. Oh, between Page and Powers? Yeah, I Paige, think it depends Powers, on – Who's going to win? I think it depends on if it's money. And I think if it's muddy, I think Paige is actually in really good shape, and I think he he might yeah. pull this out. Um, Paige. If it's dry, I don't think anybody's going to beat Powers. Um, but there's there's actually some dark horses out there that Who's carry the Warner, horses? dude. He's been going really fast lately. What he's about Optum. Uh, what about Zach McDonald? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's got it, but who I knows? I didn't. I don't know if he's a win, but he could. Yeah, he could have a good race. You I mean, know, if it's muddy. Yeah. Yeah. He does well. He's good in the mud. Well, who knows about Trayvon, though, man? He spent a lot of time not racing. He's he's definitely a mystery. He only finished six seconds down both days to uh, Zach McDonald at the resolution. But who else was Dallas. there? Who got third? Driscoll that, was Driscoll. there. Yeah. Uh, Krudoff was there. All the big names were there pretty much. Uh, is Krudoff's not fast anymore, is he? No, he's been sick and injured all year. Um, yeah. But he, he finished like 10th or something. And Driscoll got fifth, right? I don't know. There were two races. I don't pay attention. I know. I really I'm pretty don't sure. Even, just like I'll watch the stream, guys. I'm gonna watch the stream. I'll 
and probably enjoy it. But I'm really not that excited for this Nationals. And that has nothing to do with it being in Austin. It's just that without a unified national calendar of like a USGP-style circuit of just eight what? great races, I don't care. There's eight I don't great... know why that yeah. bothers you so much. There's a Verge series. It doesn't matter. I want a race where all the top racers are at it. And USGP mm-hmm. used to offer that. Like cyclocrossworld.com was there. And then Trayvon's mm-hmm. team was there. Yep, yep. And all of them were there. And now you only yep. have one team that's traveling to all they these were, races. They were actually, all those teams were at the Verge series. Oh, was Raleigh Clement there? Yep. Well, I didn't read it. Like, I didn't see it. I didn't see a live stream. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, they were all live streamed. <laughs> eh. Oh, so Cross has jumped the shark. Yeah, yes. Florida, Florida, where are the crosscopter videos? That's what I want to know. So, um, who's going to win the women's? Katie Compton? Or will this be the year she's defeated? Okay. Hey, Katie Compton. I, I, I think she'll probably win. Um, but I think she's actually going to have a lot more competition this year than in the past. I think, number one, Elle Anderson will be a force to be reckoned with, but I think there's a super dark horse. Like, you know, if Katie has a bad day, could actually pull this off even sooner than L Anderson. And that going on a limb, I'm going to say it is Ellen Noble. Oh, wow. She's been crushing it lately. How I don't much hate. Are you going to get on Twitter for this now? Nothing but love, man. Nothing but love. She's been crushing it. I don't know if she's got the experience to really pull it off, but she's been going really fast. Well, we'll see. It should be exciting. I'm excited for Cross Nationals to watch on Sunday. How about that? Great. Sounds good. That's good. All right. So, guys, we got a sweet email to the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Once again, you can always email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. This one is from Michael Budgenheimer. Michael Budgenheimer, <laughs> I'm sure I'm probably mispronouncing your name, but that's part of my no, shtick. We um, don't do that. It <laughs> says, good day. I wanted to bring this to your attention as it seemed a very worthy po- topic of your fine podcast. My teammate and Cat 4, now upgraded to Cat 3 Elite. Congratulations. That's right. Cyclocross racer. Recently not was a thing. sponsorship. Was recently featured on Jameis's <laughs> Bikes official Facebook page. And then it's a picture. And he says, note, he never brought his bike up to the podium. And our team is in no way associated with Jameis. Other than one of us paid money for that bike. So there you have it. Even huh. the bike companies themselves don't need your damn podium bike. Hashtag. Up on the podium with you. It doesn't matter. It does not sell more bikes. It does not increase your chance for a sponsorship. Fantastic. Thank you, Michael, for that awesome email. That was that's good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, he probably, good. I mean, he probably wouldn't have got that Cat Three upgrade though without the Jameis. I'm just, just putting that out there. <laughs> elite, so, elite Cat Three upgrade. You know, I think USA Cycling should start having Cat Threes and Elite Cat Threes. Like it should be official designation. That would be nice because that would eliminate some sandbagging. You know, you could you could decide yeah. if you were Cat Three or if you were an Elite Cat Three. It'd be like oh, Cat yeah. Three and a half. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think maybe you could just pay, like, when you get your license, you could either get that regular license or for extra $10, like, you get a gold card. <laughs> and it says elite on it. Gold so star. Like status. Yeah. Like, when you walk yeah. up to a, and maybe when you walk you, up to registration, get, they're like, oh, Mr. Hayes, we already have you down. <laughs> like, 
You go, you go yeah, to the go elite to registration line, you know, yeah. there's no we way to... upgraded you to... Uh, double double your upgrade points if you race twice in a weekend or something. <laughs> I like this idea. I would pay for that. I would pay for that. Yeah. So yeah, maybe a maybe stream. a little mint on your bike when you get to your bike at the start line. Just a little mint on the seat. That'd be perfect. I think we should, you know, we should just create a category for this. You know, like just elite, the, elite cat face. <laughs> only for the elite, the elite members of society. So, guys, the other big news was uh, Helen Wyman, cyclocross uh, superstar of Great Britain. Blew the top off on gender equality, and what better way than three dudes to talk about what it was she was discussing? Then we might as well. Yeah, out. she pointed yeah. out some major inequalities in prize list, and then also the biggest one to me was how the women were not even warranted at the UCI Suck Cross World Cup um, tent space and parking. They had to; they couldn't even park in the regular team parking that the men were given. They were given the second-class citizenship of far, far away. And also nice, about how men that are in the top 150 of the UCI cyclocross standings can enter World Cup races, but only the top 100 women can. And, of course, that's a double-edged sword because there's not as many women's um, UCI races out there for women to even get points to make the top 100. Yeah. So, I mean, she she laid it all out and I mean, the the essence of the whole thing is that the the whole setup is a joke. Um that you know, the women just aren't treated fairly, like even at all. Like it's not even pretending to treat them fairly. And that's that's ah, it's so backwards. What's really backwards is that the, you know, the the classic argument was, well, I want to see what the television viewership numbers are and it's like they're not even being broadcast on television you can't even watch it yeah so we can't yeah. even judge and i'm willing to bet that if they broadcast like a two-hour program where it was the women's race and then it was the men's race you would actually see some pretty awesome ratings for that women's side of things because that racing yeah. is better than the men's racing right now it is pretty awesome to see voss versus the world and who can challenge her and then we uh, we even have um, women now bunny hopping barriers and putting it all out there, and it's it's amazing athleticism, and we're not even able to see it. Yeah, yeah. So there's not I, even really what, a debate. Does, do you see? I have. Does you see? I have any? I've never seen if they ever like answered the explanation for why why there's like a set of rules for the men's and a set of rules for the women's. You know, even just like the the top 100 to top 150. Like, what is what is the point of having different a different setup for the women's side of it. it just seems so unbelievably arbitrary. Not that the UCI would ever do anything arbitrary. No, you know, no. But I have not seemed... seen anything. Those are really good questions, and I think that that's what Helen Wyman actually put out there. Yeah. And hopefully we well, can see from UCI President Brian Cookson some actual answers because the arbitrary yeah. nature of this, you know, like even the women are only racing, what, 50 minutes is where the race should end for them in a UCI World Cup and World Championship and then it's around 60 minutes for the men. It's kind of like, shouldn't the women be able to race an hour if they wanted? But I don't know. It's a, it's a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, yeah. why is there two bowling leagues? There's a bowling league for men and women. It's the same fucking sport, but whatever. What? Two bowling leagues? Yeah. Anyway. You know, you know what they have out here? They have some kind of weird bowling. That's not real oh. bowling. 
They have the uh, duck pin bowling out there, right? I don't that... even. I don't yeah. understand what it. What does that mean? It doesn't it's, make sense. It's, it's like the little balls. It's like baseball. Yeah, everybody's like big ball bowling, and I'm like, what? No, that's. Why would you just bowl with bowling. a little ball? That's you bowl just with ball? a little ball, and then little guy, it doesn't clear away your uh, like when when you knock down the pins, it doesn't clear away. They the pins. stay. So it's this the dead. Stupid. They call it dead wood, and that's down there. So you can use that to knock down the rest. It's duck pin bowling. This is called. It's Does this happen in Florida too? No, it's just like I remember it from being in Rhode Island. It's crazy. Huh. That's weird. I saw there was a when I was in um, downtown St. Louis yesterday last night. There was a a place that had like uh, metal Mondays. It was uh, like the glow in the dark bowling with metal music from the eighties. It's a pretty mm-hmm. nice combo with some guy named James. It said like metal with James. I don't know <laughs> who James is. He's probably really metal, though, judging by all of St. Louis. He's probably really metal. <laughs> so, um, yeah. any other cycling topics we want to talk about? or <laughs> No, I don't know. Is there, is there more? You could talk, we could talk about, we uh, there, about the, the doping uh, ban that was overturned. I want to hear Tom, or, uh, Tim mispronounce the name. I don't even know who... I mean, I don't. I just stopped talking about doping. Doping is so yesteryear. Um, it's so the beginning on, uh, of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, I think that uh, it's a busy weekend with cyclocross nationals coming up. We got worlds around the corner. We Everybody's have, trying to prep for fat bike nationals. Prep, prep for got, fat bike nationals. The other big news yeah. is that with the kit releases, not everyone's kit is out. But our friends at Speed Metal Cycling Podcast have a great website where they show you the 2014 and next to it the 2015 kits. So you can go to speedmetalcyclingpodcast.com and see the um, the images of all the 2014-15 kits. The big news that I wanted to discuss briefly was that Trek Factory Racing Team has announced that they're going to be doing an all-red bike package. So red stem, red uh, tape it looks like, pretty much all-red bike. And so it's going to be easy to pick out. And one of those things that I like about that was that I'm surprised other teams haven't gone with something like this that really just, like, takes it out. The only team that was ever kind of doing this was Lamprey when they were riding, I believe, the Wheeliers. And then, like, uh, Damiano Cunego would have the fluorescent green bike where everyone else on his team had the the purple. Mm. Yeah. Don't care. I just don't care. Yeah, well, in the future weeks, guys, you will care because we're going to have Andrew Roche, who's in charge of Trek Factory Racing's social media team, on here, oh, and we're going to be able to. Oh boy! We're going to be able to ask him <laughs> some of the hate mail that he's gotten and what it's like to answer questions. Ah, about Jen's we're voice. finally, we're finally going to break through and get some answers to where they fit that little motor on Cancellara's bike. That may be the most important question. Yeah. Wait, he was he was riding for specialized when he had a motor on his bike. Oh man, he was well maybe I don't well, know. They're gonna have to he find was. a way to where to put his motor for when he does the hour record. <laughs> well, I mean he's still got it. So. I think the real question is where did they put his the crappy ass bikes? <laughs> they hit him. Well, gentlemen, mm. that was another fantastic podcast. You can always download us on oh, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're all over. Just Google the Slow Ride Podcast. Review us. Tell your friends about us. Buy things from our imaginary Oh, please store. review us. Please. Like, yes. 
Speaking oh, of our store is going to be up soon. We're going to have t-shirts, coffee mugs. Where should they contact us, Spencer? Well, Tim, we, we actually got a contact uh, contact on Twitter here um, with a special request from you. Okay. Um, somebody just wanted you to talk about Eurocar for a little bit. Europe car? Yeah. God, I hate that team. The green okay, faded that's enough. kits. They, uh, <laughs> they're the most overrated team in cycling. They don't have the budget. They should not exist other than that they have French hopefuls. And wait, it's wait, time that's that we more than on. enough. That's plenty. Wait, that's are you against, are you, you're against, you're against <laughs> the poor now? No, I'm just, like, right. being low, I'm just against exist. Europe car with any team that has a jersey that has a gradient on it. It's mm. time for it to be retired. Yep. We've covered this. Tim, you gave um, me you gave me a Europe car uh, ice scraper after you came back from Europe. Yeah, because <laughs> that's I didn't, right. Because I didn't want it. <laughs> oh, very. Oh man, Tommy Volkler's going to show you. Didn't you? Didn't you rent your cars from sure. Europe car? I did rent my cars from Europe car uh, <laughs> because they sponsored the team. <laughs> Okay, then, so see, I, okay, okay. What was really great about that ice scraper was that it was in the middle of summer and it was in the car in the trunk, and I was like, "Sweet, now I don't need to buy a little guy a gift." <laughs> nice. Hey, it's a good some, gift. Uh, it's a good gift. We've got some interview uh, people want. Uh, they're requesting interviews here. We got one from Velo Spence, but I don't think he's going to get one, um, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know who you are. You can't be on the show unless I know who you are. He's on Twitter. We do have a couple oh, of uh, interviews on, Twitter. on the docket. We're working him. on the most important man in Twitter cycling uh, is hopefully going to be coming on the podcast yep. soon. We've, we've, well, let's put it this way. We've got some exciting guests lined up um, that we're talking to. Our contract negotiations are happening. Um, you know, uh, we've got – yeah. yeah. We got some really exciting stuff. I actually, uh, Tim, I've got some news to tell you on that front um, after we turn off the recording button here. Oh, so. Secrets. And uh, so, speaking of wizards, little guy. <laughs> speaking of wizards, I, I so I was driving down driving down the street in uh, Belleville, Illinois, the other day, and there was a, a man on the side of the street, standing in a yard, he had a hood on, and he was he was making wizardy gestures. And uh, laying next to him like was a bike, and then there was what looked like a dead dog on the sidewalk. I'm pretty sure he killed this dog with his bike, and then he was trying to do his wizardy spells to bring it back. Oh. So I saw a wizard kill a dog. Or I saw the aftermath of a wizard that had killed a dog and then was trying to right his wrong. Did he have Uh. a beard? No, it was hard to tell. He just, he, I, don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to uh, express the wizard. It's just the, um, the body language was wizardy. Mm. <laughs> Did he have like a s- staff or a wand? <laughs> no, Did he have I, a bunch I of magic this, cards? No, I think this was more, yeah, I think Tim's, Did Tim's he, more on, uh, Did he's he more look of a teenage like he wizard. he had a bunch of magic cards. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What kind of bike yeah. did he have? Was he riding a Merlin? Was it a no, 10 like. It was like a crappy little uh, BMX. Tim, good point. Merlin, that would have been amazing. But no, I think it was a crappy, like a crappy really little BMX. That reference, I was hoping you guys. Would yeah, that was good. This was more the kind of bike that um, that that an eighteen-year-old that didn't have a have a have a car would ride. Like the bike they'd had from there, a kid that was like too small for them, but they rode it to their friend's house to smoke weed and play so- magic. You think this guy could be like 22 maybe and already got his license revoked with a DWI? and uh... That's definitely possible. That's okay. definitely very possible, yes. Well, that's sad. He's 
Sounds like a he he could have had a good career in, as a Euro pro. 